Welcome to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. This is your host, Ethan Gavon, coming to you from Sacramento, California. Keep Playing Baseball is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping every high school baseball player navigate the recruiting process and play college baseball. At Keep Playing Baseball, we don't think money should dictate college baseball opportunity, and all our resources, including this podcast, are 100% free. No signups, no fees, no strings attached. We use the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast in many different ways, but the main point is to get you the information you need to keep playing baseball. We appreciate you tuning in to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast, the best source of recruiting information on the go. What's up, guys, and welcome to the latest episode of the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. Um, we are joined by one of our own on today's podcast. We're bringing on board member and KPB co-founder Tom Briner. Before we talk to Tom, I want to give you a quick rundown on some important dates we have coming up at Keep Playing Baseball uh, and some cool features that we'd like you to take advantage of if you're, if you're willing. So uh, number one, Thursday, May 2nd is Big Day of Giving, and that's a 24-hour fundraising drive for nonprofits in the Sacramento area here in Northern California. Um, It's a really huge event for us. It'll be one of our biggest fundraisers of the year and allows us to continue to provide information uh, for free and continue to update our resources to give you guys the best chance at finding a college baseball fit. So we're going to have a lot more information in the lead-up to the Big Day of Giving, um, but we'd love to have your support, so stay tuned for that. Um, also, on the fundraising agenda, we have a fundraiser coming up that's hosted by Lampost Pizza in Davis, California. So if you're in Davis, California, or the, the nearby area, uh, listen up to this. Um, on MLB opening day, so Thursday, March 28th, between 4 and 9 p.m. at Lampost Pizza in Davis, California. It's 1260 Lake Boulevard. Suite 113. Um, If you come in or you call up and order a medium, large, or extra large pizza, dine-in or pickup only, and you mention that you'd like to support us at Keep Playing Baseball uh, when you're placing your order, Lampost will donate 30% of the proceeds to KPB. So it's a small fundraiser. It's a way for us to kick off the Major League Baseball season, which will be a lot of fun. Um, So we'll be tabling. Uh, Come join us have some pizza, watch the games, and and get your recruiting questions answered. Um, The other part is just wanted to remind you guys, if if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy what we do, please, uh, you know, take a moment to jump on and leave us a review. Uh, Give us five stars. Doing that, um, while it might seem like a little thing, actually really helps us, you know, get our information out to a wider audience and continue to climb the ranks of of the podcast ratings and that sort of thing. So if you'll take a few minutes to do that, that would be awesome. Uh, In the same vein, we've created a way to make it a lot easier for people to leave testimonials um, about how KPB has influenced their recruiting journey. So if you feel like we've positively impacted you or we've been able to provide you with useful information, we'd love for you to jump on our website and leave a testimonial. Um, We have a a brand new page 
on the site where you can leave the testimonial directly from our website. And, um, you know, we do everything we can to make getting information from our website as frictionless as possible. We don't want anything interfering with the way that you guys are able to access information. So we have no signups, no fees, nothing interfering with you going to the information that will be most helpful to you and that you know you can rely on. So, you know, one of the downsides for us is a lot of times it's hard for us to understand how our resources are impacting individuals. So if you'll take a few minutes to write a, a testimonial or provide some feedback, that stuff is tremendously helpful to us. Um, so that's it for kind of uh, some of the housekeeping items. We're going to jump to our podcast guest and uh, be joined by Tom Briner, uh, former D1 baseball player and uh, KPB board member. Tom, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, to learning some more and uh, and chatting through some roles of parents today. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So on uh, on the agenda for today, what we really want to talk about is basically helping parents find the ideal role in the recruiting process. Because as we've talked about, you know, there's a number of missteps that parents make and really it's through no fault of their own. It's just through lack of understanding and lack of knowledge. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that um, it's always tough as a, as a parent to know what, what you're supposed to do and, and maybe what's helpful and what's not. And a lot of the information that we'll go over today was uh, based on what former players told us in terms of what they appreciated uh, about their parents' involvement in, in the recruiting process, as well as uh, what they maybe didn't appreciate so much and, and would, would change with their kids someday. Yeah, definitely. And we've combined that feedback from players with um, tons of research and communication with college coaches to better understand the way that they want parents involved. So uh, the combination of the player feedback and the coaches feedback and then you know, my experience as a D1 coach for five years and, and going through the recruiting process a few hundred times each year um, has really informed what we're putting together today. And uh, I think it'll be really useful for parents to kind of learn about ways that they can help their son and um, without being uh, either over-involved and overstepping their bounds or, you know, being under-involved and not helping their son enough. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think uh, really a, a good place to start is we, we typically talk through five roles for parents. Um, and again, this is based on information from players, parents, and coaches. Um, the first one, Ethan, is be a source of knowledge. Uh, maybe you could share a little bit more information about what we mean by that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into the recruiting process, right? And ultimately what it boils down to is the fact that most parents, you know, the reason why they hit stumbling blocks or don't know their role is because there's just so much to learn. If you haven't been through that process before, there's really no reason why you'd know, you know exactly what you're supposed to do to navigate the college baseball recruiting process, right? So, you know, one of the things that I would encourage people to do is think about it like an investment. So would you allow your son to make, let's say, a $250,000 investment without doing his homework? And the answer is hopefully probably not, right? And Let's you, hope not. <laughs> you probably wouldn't let your son make that decision on his own. So as a parent, even though your son's the one who is going through this process, you have to be with him each step of the way because 
you know, ultimately what we're talking about is a life, a life investment, right? And that $250,000 price tag isn't that far-fetched for some schools, right? So, you know, number one, knowledge is power. And, and the more you know, the less the chances that someone's gonna be able to take advantage of you, you know, you're gonna be involved in the wrong ways or overstep your bounds. And so it's basically just the more you understand, the easier this process is to navigate. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would totally echo um, kind of what, what you just walked through there. Another thing that's, that's really important is there's a lot of information and, and that's our goal is to, you know, hopefully streamline the ability for you to, to gain more knowledge about the recruiting process. And, and again, how to, how to help your, your son through that. Um, one, one thing is, is that, you know, if you don't know something, feel free to send a question our way um, or jump on the site and see if we've got something around there. It's totally fine to, to say, you know, to your son, Hey, I'm not, I'm not sure. Let me go figure that out. Um, I think as I was going through the recruiting process, working with my parents a lot, um, we didn't have a lot of answers and, and typically, uh, it helped or it helped really build a strong relationship between my parents and I doing research on our own and kind of meeting back up and, and really just throwing ideas back off each other, uh, about what we learned and, and kind of talking through things. So, um, definitely open dialogue through that gaining knowledge um, piece, but it is really, really helpful um, to kind of divide and conquer sometimes with, with your son. Yeah. And when we go and talk to groups of parents about the recruiting process and we ask them, how many of you feel like you really know what your role in the recruiting process is and how you're going to navigate this process? How many of you know exactly what to do? And the vast majority of the time, there's maybe like one or two maybe a handful of hands that go up. And most of the time that's just because they've had an older uh, child that's been through the process before. So like Tom's saying, you're definitely not alone. So um, how about that next piece, Tom? We, we talk a lot about being an academic advisor as, as that second role for parents. Why don't yeah. you start us off with that? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of being an academic advisor, obviously better the grades, um, better, better test scores, the more opportunities you're going to have as a, as a potential student athlete at the next level. Um, but also just making sure that you can kind of, you know, keep your, your, your son or daughter, be the, be the engine behind getting them to, Hey, you need to take your SAT this summer. Um, maybe we should start studying for this particular test. Um, just kind of making sure that you can build the framework for them to be successful. Obviously, they're going to have to execute that, and we want to make sure that they're driven, and that's truly their goal as well. Um, but essentially, giving them the framework to be successful on the academic side of things has been really helpful. I know it was helpful for me and uh, a lot of the other student-athletes that, that I had the, the chance to play with. Yeah, just to piggyback off that, right? So you want to map it out, and one of the biggest missteps that we see players and families make is they don't realize the importance of ninth grade, right? Once you hit ninth grade, you're in high school, the grades that you're making in ninth grade and the classes that you're taking in ninth grade are just as important as the classes you're going to take as an 11th and 12th grader, which is kind of crazy to think about, right? But the last thing you want to do is close any doors before you even know if you want to walk through them. So as a ninth grader, really moving into that ninth grade year, you want to map things out. You want to, number one, you want to make sure that you're in the right classes, right? You want to check that box with eligibility. 
make sure that your core courses are getting taken care of. Um, and that kind of goes into being a, being a second counselor. So basically every, um, every school is going to have a counselor, right? But we find that largely those counselors are overburdened. And so um, that leads to mistakes and it's, you know, nothing they're trying to do, but just taking 10 minutes to double check your counselor's work, you know, and not just taking their work at what they say um, to be the word and you can catch some mistakes and then keep your options open. And so we really can't threat, you know, stress the importance of academics enough that's going to lead to scholarships. It's going to lead to opportunities. Um, and so in theory and in practice, as a parent, you want to make it completely clear that academics are the path to college. They're the path to college baseball and, um, and put the, put your money where your mouth is in terms of getting the help that your son needs. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's, it's really important, important. The, the counselor, um, piece that you brought up there, Ethan. Um, I, I think that just simply having a second set of eyes on things can be really helpful because figuring out that maybe there's a mistake uh, as a ninth grader is, is going to be much easier to fix than going, you know, going into your, your senior year, maybe being midway through your senior year when applications are coming back and realizing that there might have been a mistake uh, and then trying to scramble at the last minute. So similar to, to anything, right? Put, put a little preparation in and a little work um, obviously it is going to be a, a bit of a time commitment, but it's, it's going to obviously, um, pay dividends in the end. And, and also, I mean, feel free to meet with school counselors. I know a lot of school counselors are open to, to sitting down and meeting with the parent and, and the student really figuring out, Hey, what's, what's your plan? What are your goals? And then figuring out how we're going to get there. Um, I think showing initiative to the counselor really lets them know that you're serious and will give you, you know, a second, really a second advisor while they're at school um, and kind of keep an ear to, to what's going on um, while in the classroom as well. For sure. Make sure that they know that you want to play the highest level of college baseball possible, you know, yep. so that you're hitting the D one marks and that's the toughest requirements in terms of eligibility. So that's a great point, you know, get in there, tell them, I want to play college baseball. I want to keep all my options open and figure out a path to, to doing that. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that's, that's it right there, Ethan is as a freshman, you know, be, don't, don't be afraid. Obviously you're the new kid uh, on, on the high school campus. Don't be afraid to, to go into to a counselor's office. It's a little more, you know, it's a lot, obviously a lot more private. Um, you can, you can really spell out your goals. Uh, it, it might not, it might seem very far away, but those four years of high school are going to absolutely fly by. Um, and, and being totally transparent and upfront with what you want to do, um, not only showing initiative, but uh, really presenting yourself as, hey, I'm, I'm someone who's driven and this is my goal. Um, people, people will help you out and make sure that, that you're doing the things you need to be um, to get there ultimately. Yeah. So as a parent, encourage your son to do that and then also be that extra set of eyes. Um, we have resources and, and we can put them in the podcast notes that tell you exactly how to check coursework and make sure that it's meeting the eligibility standards so that you can actually take 10 minutes. You can jump online. You can plug in your son's courses, plug in his school name and the NCAA will tell you this, this course counts, this course doesn't. And so unless your son is super driven, you know, just encourage him and kind of usher him through that process. Yeah. Um, next role, man, let's keep it rolling. This is a big one. 
Um, and it's one where parents really should take the lead, right? Because it's, it's, it's usually them who are the ones that are funding the, the college experience in part or in whole. And so um, our next role for parents is be a financial advisor. Why don't you kick us off with that one? Yeah. So um, obviously all, all schools aren't, aren't created equal in terms of universities. Um, some are a little bit more prestigious on the academic side of things. Um, some come with higher price tags than others. I think being realistic about what your family can afford and, and doing that up front is a really helpful thing. I think that one mistake I, I see a lot with parents is um, that they go in as, you know, as a ninth grader and say, my, my son was the best little leaguer. They were the best at their middle school. Um, they're definitely going to get a D1 scholarship. We're not going to have to pay for college uh, and may put, you know, some of that um, financial advising side of things away. Uh, once they get to senior year, if, if they are lucky enough to be a, a potential scholarship athlete, that is fantastic right? Like that is an awesome thing. Um, commend you for, for all the hard work. But for the most part, um, kids really need to figure out, hey, what, what can we afford um, as a family? Do we need to take student loans out? How much are these student loans and what careers am I going to be pursuing? Um, is a degree from this university worth more than a degree from another university? And is it going to lead maybe to a, a very particular and specific job moving forward? Um, I, I think just having some sense of, of what is in your means should, should really prove to be valuable, um, for the whole family, right? Uh, yeah. not, not just the student athlete and the parents. Yeah. So I think, you know, when we think of budgeting and we think of expenses as they pertain to playing college baseball, I think there's really two areas here that parents need to take the lead in, in really communicating to their kids and so that everyone can be on the same page, right? Because the last thing you want to do is have your son interested in his dream school. They're interested in him. They want to make something happen. Then you get the price tag and you're like, well, sorry, we can't do this. So um, number one, you know, understand your budget and what you can afford for recruitment. So, you know, if, if your son can't afford to play travel ball, if, if he's not going to be able to afford to, attend showcases and, and whatnot, that's fine. You can still play college baseball. You know, if you have $0 to spend on the recruiting process, you can play college baseball. That's why we exist. We talk ad nauseum about different ways to do things that are free or, or cost effective, as opposed to kind of the normal things you hear about in the recruiting process, but just understanding that. So if you can communicate like, you know what, I think we have it in our budget for you to go to one showcase year, junior year. Well, now your son can take that information. He can research what's the best one to go to and really make sure he's putting his best foot forward and prepared for that. So communicating that to your son, how much money in terms of the recruiting process and the college search do we have to spend? Uh, and then, as you mentioned, not all colleges are created equal when it comes to price tags. So really looking at the finances saying, you know, it looks like we're going to be able to spend this much out of pocket each year. And you also want to look at loans because you also don't want to graduate from college with crippling debt. So yep. um, you want to really think about how much money you're willing to take out. And the great thing is they now have, you know, search tools. Um, we, we link to some of them on our website, but uh, the folks who run, 
the college board who do the SATs, they have a great one college search tool where you can plug in, you know, cost of attendance and search for schools. You can plug in baseball schools and cost of attendance, and it will spit out a list of schools that fit your criteria. So, um, you know, major role as a parent is just to take the lead with finances, uh, understand and communicate what the budget is to your son, and then make sure kind of a third piece is make sure you're getting all the information that you need to make an educated financial decision when it comes to choosing a school. So don't be scared to ask questions um, and just understand that your tone matters, right? So baseball uh, isn't a huge scholarship sport. Um, you know, D1, it's 11.7, there's nine, there's 12 at different levels. Um, you know, it's not a full ride sport. And so you're, you're not going to have baseball pay for your entire school in all likelihood. So as you engage in conversations with college coaches, as you're at the table, you know, your tone matters. So you want to inform them, but not make demands. So, you know, something like uh, if you know you're a few thousand dollars short, maybe you frame the question in terms of, hey, you know, we really, we feel like we're a few thousand dollars short in, ter in terms of what we can afford. Do you know where else we can look for scholarship or you know where else we might be able to contact and get information about how to pay for school. So stuff like that lets a college coach know immediately, okay, our offer is a little bit short, but also that you're looking for solutions and not just sticking your hand out. Yeah. And, and another portion of this is don't be afraid to ask other folks in your community. Um, you know, ask the, the other folks who have gone to college, whether they played sports in college or not. Um, they have a lot of good information and personal experience about, their, you know, what the, their, their son or daughter's experience was at that particular university, um, whether it led to a, a great network to get a job, um, what their student debt looked like, things like that, right? With all, all, really all of these topics, talk to folks, whether it's, it's other parents on your team, um, whether it's other parents in the community. Uh, what we've seen is that people really want to help other people. Um, especially when it comes to, to this recruiting uh, and moving on to the next level. Um, parents who have had the opportunity to have a son go through, um, you know, a college baseball program, they, most of them look back on it very fondly and, and want to pass that experience along to another parent, especially if that parent is in their community. So don't be afraid to ask questions um, or even reach out to folks that you may not know personally, um, but have gone through this process before because that, that information is invaluable. Yep. Lots of resources out there. Um, all right. So let's, let's move on to number four, which kind of ties a lot of these things together. The fourth and fifth kind of roles for parents. And the fourth one is be a great teammate. What does that mean to you? So for me, I, I think that is, is making sure that uh, there is, it's a two way street. Um, what I, what I've seen is that either a, a student athlete or a potential student athlete will be really, really focused, um, and wanting to play at the next level. And maybe the parent, you know, isn't so hot on them. I, I think keeping that conversation o open and, and excuse me, hot on them, meaning, uh, playing, playing baseball at the next level or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. um, making sure that you're on the same page, uh, and, and vice versa, right? If as a parent, if you really want your, your son to move on and play baseball at the next level, but maybe your son doesn't, doesn't feel like that and they've kind of satisfied what they want to do through high school, listen to them. Um, in the same token, I think that we really need to make sure that uh, 
we are supporting and and encouraging um, your, your son as much as possible through the process, um, much like the game of baseball, uh, which is a game, you know, based on, on failure and, and you're going to fail seven out of 10 times and still have a great career. A lot of, a lot of this process might be tough. You might, you know, play a game where scouts in the stands and have a tough day. Um, make sure that when they come home, you, you can help them pick their chin up and, and kind of move forward and not lose sight of the overall goal. So being able to constantly, you know, support your, your son through, through this whole process, um, but also making sure that there is an open line of communication. Yeah, no doubt. And when I think of being a great teammate in terms of the recruiting process, I really think of four things, right? So number one, I think of what you said, just being unified, being on the same page, right? You, you have the same goals. You're working to the same thing. Number two, I think it's important that the roles are clearly defined. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the roles of the parents. That's what this podcast is about. But really understanding your role and making sure that you give your son the space to do what he needs to do to make this happen, you know? So just having clearly defined roles and communicating those roles, which kind of leads into my third point. It's just communicate, 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 right? So over-communicate, really make sure you guys are on the same page. Um, if, if something's bothering you, you know, have a dialogue with your son so that you guys are in communication. Um, and, and really that's just going to create that unified front that I talked about where it's going to make it easier to kind of jump through these hoops. Um, and then as a parent, number four, it's really important to know your boundaries. And so um, I'll, I'll talk about after we get to the fifth role for parent, I'll, I'll talk about an analogy I have that kind of summarizes these things. But uh, ultimately, there's there's parents who kind of overstep their bounds, and then there's parents who are a little bit too hands off. And we want to help you find that sweet spot. And I think that'll be a good thing to end on. So, um, you know, you you started talking about it a little bit here in terms of being a great teammate. But you know, our fifth role for a parent kind of blends in with that, and that's be a source of stability and support. So, you know, add on to what you were saying, you know, dive, dive a little bit deeper on that and talk about the role of, of the parent as creating that stability on that roller coaster of a recruiting process. Yeah, no, I think these two really tie into one another. Um, you know, what, what we see is that when there is open communication, uh, that typically leads to having clear goals um, and again, there's going to be ups and downs. Like this is a really, really tough process and it's, it's really tough to, to, to make it to that next level. Um, our goal is to give you all the information you need and really all the tools to, to, to be successful because it, it's, it's not an, an impossible thing as it, as it may, you know, sometimes seem, or maybe just seems overwhelming. Um, as a parent, what we want for, at least as, as myself, as a, as a student athlete in high school, um, I just wanted some support. So whether there was there was an issue going on um, on the academic side, or uh, whether there was maybe something going on on the social side of school, or or whatever it may be, um, making sure that you can kind of bring your son back in and say, "Hey, this is the goal. This is this is what you've told me and what you want to do. Um, how can I make sure that we continue to push you in order to achieve that goal?" Um, so that's, that's kind of what I've seen and, and what really worked for me. And I think my parents did a really nice job of, of making sure that, you know, I, I was focused and kind of reining me in maybe when I was, you know, playing basketball and, and focused on other things. And, um, 
I, I, my ultimate goal was to move on and play college baseball, not college basketball. And, and my parents had a, did a great job of reminding me that and bringing me back to earth. Um, and it, for me, I, I think it, it, it really paid dividends. Yeah. I like that idea that you said of kind of like reigning, reigning you in, right. Or keeping you focused on the right things. Cause for me, being that source of stability, being that source of support, really, it's all about keeping your son focused on the right things. And, and you want him to focus on controlling the controllables. So that's a, you know, to throw some baseball jargon into the podcast, um, controlling the controllables means your son stays completely focused on what he can control. So what are those things? You know, ultimately he has a lot of control over his grades. He has a lot of control over his effort, his attitude, his character, um, you know, putting together a development plan that's going to help him achieve his goals. So these are the types of things that you really want to help your son stay focused on. The minute that his attention goes to elements of the recruiting process that are outside of his control, um, which there are many, right? So, you know, he starts looking around and maybe his teammates getting recruited by a school that he's interested in and he thinks he's better. And now all of a sudden, what, why is Johnny getting recruited at that school? That should be me. And he loses perspective on the ways that he actually gets that, that program to be interested in him, which is doing what he can to make himself the most desirable recruit, right? So focus on what you can control and then, you know, help your son focus on controlling his reactions to what he can't control. So really it's the same things that make you a good baseball player are the same things that are going to make you a good recruit. And as a parent, you just want to kind of redirect or um, rein in or uh, to use the analogy that we're about to jump into, um, you know, your son's driving this recruiting car. You want to keep them in between the, the lane lines. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. Um, and I think it is, it is really important to, to make sure that, that you do have an, a really clear understanding of what their goal is because I'm just thinking back to high school, there's a lot going on, right? There's, I didn't play football, but there's going to high school football games. There's going to all sorts of social events, whether it's dances, prom, et cetera. Um, It's dating for, for, you know, whether it's the first time or the first serious time, there are a lot, a lot of factors that that go into that, um, that are, are well beyond my, my pay grade to, to understand and, and give advice on how to kind of process those things. Um, w- what we're saying is that uh, having a clear understanding of, of what your son's goals in terms of um, baseball and moving on to the next level and playing in college will, will allow you to, to kind of look back to those and, and bring them back and say, hey, is this still your goal? And this is how, what we need to do um, to, to make sure that we're making steps toward that goal. Yeah. So all those things that we talked about really kind of blend in together, right? So we even kind of did some overlap as we were talking them, but um, why don't we just kind of recap those five parent roles and then I can give a little insight from the college coach's perspective and my experience dealing with, uh, you know, the recruiting process hundreds of times and different families going through it. Um, But let's, let's recap those roles. So number one, we have be a source of knowledge. Number two, be an academic advisor. Number three, be a financial advisor. And then number four and five, which we talked about kind of blend together, but four is be a great teammate. And five is be a source of support and stability. 
Do you think we're ready for the mat, the, the grand analogy? I, I think, I think we're ready. Um, I, I think one is going to land. Is it going to land with the parents out there? Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, I think your jokes are about 50, 50. So we'll, we'll see, see what happens here. I, I think one thing too, just to, um, just to kind of echo uh, throughout this process, I know these are, are kind of steps in terms of being a good, uh, a good parent in, a, in terms of this whole process and five roles for parents. Um, one thing that I, I think is really important, and, and I saw, I helped with a lot of our, our camps uh, in college and spoke with a lot of parents, is, is uh, not over-talking things too. And I, I'm sure you're going to get into this, Ethan, but allowing your son to, to put themselves out there and show initiative um, rather than being the parent that shows initiative, right? I think every college coach um, will meet with, with a family and, and the family may say, you know, my, uh, Johnny is really excited to play college. This is his ideal school. Um, he wants to play in this particular conference. He likes this player who went to your school. Um, let Johnny say that. I, I think that what coaches want to see is that the kid is going to really put uh, or take initiative um, and, and show that, hey, they're committed. They've done their research um, and, and really put themselves out there. And I think that as a just simply as a player, when you put their self, yourself out there and, and you try something new and, and you really try to get better, uh, that's when you make really large strides and improve. The same goes for this process, right? You want to be a, a parent and, and provide all of these roles uh, that really help your, support your son through the process, um, but make sure that, the, that they're still able to take initiative when that communication does begin. Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head right there, you know, so... I keep playing baseball. We do a, con a ton of college coaches research. So we're asking college coaches questions that kind of get at the heart of the parent role. So one of the questions that we've asked repeatedly uh, on our yearly, yearly surveys with college coaches is who do you want taking charge of the recruiting process? Who do you want leading communication? And literally every single college coach who's answered has said they want the kid to take charge. They want the player to take charge. So to your point, I think one of the things that college coaches really don't like is the over-involved parent. Um, and so what I want to talk about with this analogy I'm about to throw at people um, is two of the biggest mistakes that parents make. And one is saying, you know what, it's his decision. So, you know, I'm just going to leave it to him which would be under-involvement, and then that parent who's constantly overstepping the boundaries, talking for his son, um, you know, not giving his son the opportunity to say, you know what, this is, this is who I am, and this is why I'm interested in your program, so that over-involvement. So can I get a drum roll for the, the analogy? I don't want to hype it up too much, but I feel like, yeah, there we go. So we really think the best analogy for the parent's role in the recruiting process is as if your son is getting his learner's permit, right? So you're in the car with your son to the outside world. So to the college coaches, it looks like your son is driving that car, right? No one can tell the difference, but inside the car, you don't want to just kind of hand over the keys and take a nap, right? Cause your son's still learning how to drive. You also don't want to be over-involved, grab the wheel or say, you know, more gas here, turn on your blinker here, 100 feet. Okay, now you want to put on your blinker. Okay, hit the brakes a little bit. Now, that's not 
that's not helping your son learn how to navigate this process. So your role as a parent is to really be involved and be active behind the scenes. So inside the car, there may be times when you say, you know what, this looks like a dangerous situation. I'd like you to pull over so you can see how I would do this. Or you might say, you know, keep your eye on this curve. It comes at you pretty quick or, or whatever it might be. You know, you're helping your son stay in the lanes behind the scene, but you're, you're from the outside of the car, you know, your son's driving the, the vehicle. So the college coaches get the emails from your son. Um, your son's answering their questions. He's the one doing the majority of the talking. And, and so that role of just being active and involved as a backseat driver, as your son learns, understanding that the only way he's going to learn these skills and the only way that he's going to be able to find a fit is by having you involved, but not having you kind of hijack or take over that process. So yep. I think, I think that analogy really sums it up because yes, you have these five really important roles to help your son get to the destination safely. Um, but at the same time, most of these are taking place where, you know, ideally no one even knows that, that you're there. Um, and so I think that's a, a pretty good way to summarize your role. And um, as, as you mentioned earlier, parents, if you have questions, we get emails from parents all the time, get emails from players all the time. Uh, most of the time, what we end up doing is just redirecting them to resources that we already have that answer their questions. But when we do get questions where we don't have resources that address it, um, we're happy to create those resources or provide that information. So please, please, please reach out. Um, and I think, you know, maybe we can come back with a, another episode on parent involvement where we talk about some of the do's and don'ts and, and that type of stuff. But um, what do you think, man? Is, does that analogy hit home for you? I mean, as a big analogy guy, I think you did a great, a great job there. Um, I think that one other, other part of that is, is don't, don't panic, right? Um, stay mm -hmm. calm. If, you know, I, I, I think the first time that I was driving, I remember driving through a parking lot and not understanding, um, you know, how sensitive brakes were and <laughs> brakes real hard. And my mom screamed. Uh, and when she screamed, I hit the gas hard. Uh, and it just didn't, didn't help me. Right. I was doing all the wrong <laughs> things. Um, so don't, don't be the parent that, that, that screams. And, um, we've, we've talked about the roller coaster ride that is this process. I think a lot has to, uh, another part of this is, is thinking about, um, you know, what happens when you get a letter from a, a college coach or what happens if, if you hear a really positive thing back, um, making sure that you, you don't get too high and you don't get too low. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that is, is really important. Um, I, I know as a, as a high schooler, it's really hard to, to kind of taper things back. Um, uh, just a, I guess a personal story. I remember getting a, a letter. I was playing against a huge prospect in my area, uh, and pitched a really good game. Uh, after the game, I got a letter for, or two letters from two major league teams. And it was really just a questionnaire was nothing, <laughs> nothing serious. Right. Like at the time though, um, I was already making plans to, um, you know, to, to buy, like move on and, and figure out, Oh, I don't need to go to college. I'll be just fine playing in the major leagues, uh, quickly, quickly <laughs> humbled, um, by that whole process. But, um, uh, my parents weren't, weren't familiar with that process either. And so they weren't quite sure what to think. Um, we ended up talking to the big prospect and, 
and his his family about it and and were brought down to earth very quickly. So the, the point of that story isn't <laughs> to say that I I was a major league prospect in high school because I wasn't. Uh, the point of the story is to say um, make sure that that you're you know staying on an even keel, uh, not getting too high or, or too low. Uh, and just kind of riding out and, and making sure you're staying consistent to play it. Yeah. And for me, you know, my last piece is just, we totally understand parents. We get it better than anyone, you know, like this is a huge step in your son's life. It's going to impact his, his life for the rest of his life. And so we totally understand that you want to do desperately what's best for your son. Um, and so it's just a matter of learning when you step on the gas and when you hit the brakes, not like Tom did in that parking lot, but you know, when, when you're a little bit more involved and, and when you just kind of hang back behind the scenes and that's actually going to give him the best chance at finding a college baseball fit. Um, so, you know, we, we get it and we're definitely, you know, that's why we're here. We're here to help. We want to give you that information. Um, to help you make this process a little bit easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, that's it, right? Is, is we want to make this process easier. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it. And the more information that we can give you, uh, the, better, the better it is for everyone, right? Ethan and I both had awesome college experiences, um, both as, as players and myself and, and Ethan as a player and then a coach. And, and those experiences are, are really something that you keep with you for the rest of your life. They're friends that that your son is going to hold on to for the rest of their life, um, and, and their memories that you you can always look back to, and it'll put a smile on your face. The goal of of what we're doing is to to put your son in the best position possible to to make those same memories um, and really just have an awesome experience. Build them into the the, the man that you want them to be moving forward. Um, you know, and and really build all those great qualities that that baseball and sports can teach in general. Yeah, I think that's a great note to end on. Um, as always, if you guys have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. And I'll just reiterate, you know, how important it is to our organization. We provide all this information and, and all our resources for free. We'll never pass the cost on to families or players. Um, but it does really help us if, you, if you're getting value out of this, to share it with people who could benefit, to leave a review to write a testimonial, that stuff really goes a long way. So, um, Tom, it was great to have you on here. I think I failed to mention that you're one of the co-founders of keep playing baseball actively involved on the, on the board, um, was a great college baseball player at the D one level and the list goes on. So great to have you on here, uh, dishing out some advice and, uh, we'll jump back on the mic sometime soon. Yeah, appreciate it. Hopefully next time I uh I've got a better hold of my allergies. So I won't be won't be so nasally. Yeah, you and me both, man. Spring <laughs> spring is here, which is a good thing. So it's a good thing. It means baseball, baseball and uh no rain outs, hopefully. So yeah, no doubt. Well, guys, thanks for listening. We'll uh catch you next time. And uh, until then, take care. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. As always, if you need more information on the recruiting process or how to play college baseball, you can find that for free on our website, www.keepplayingbaseball.org. We're also very active on social media. That's at KeepPlayingBB on Twitter, 
Keep Playing Baseball on Facebook and at Keep Playing Baseball on Instagram. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review or at least tell your friends. We provide all this information for free because we want to help you get to the next level. If you're interested in a partnership or sponsorship in underwriting some of the Keep Playing Baseball content on our website or being the title sponsor or running ads on our podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening to this episode, and we look forward to catching you on the next one.